The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This month's Tac Pack box is incredible, and next month's going to be great as well. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson for Tac Pack at TacPack.com. Tac is in tactical, pack is in package, TacPack.com. It's a monthly subscription box for gun people started by Second Amendment supporters. All of the customers get the same box, the same items are in each box, but it's like Christmas every month because you get surprises in the mail. Now, the value of each box is always over 100 bucks, but it only costs you $49.95 a month, and you can cancel cancel anytime so you're not on the hook it works great and you get great stuff in it now coming up next month a never before seen blade from sog tactical yeah never before this is brand new this is going to be hands down the best range kit they've ever tested just go to tacpack.com and sign up today again it's tacpack.com why choose them because they're shooters they shoot competitively and they love shooters tacpack is the premier subscription box for shooters and edc fanatics go to tacpack.com so you know we uh, try to help people as much as we can do even it's just little tidbits here and there of things that are going to make your life a little bit better and chris cruz struggles with weight loss and being healthy i do i of course do not that's not a battle uh, that i've had no not true chris cruz and i both have started thank you eating thank healthy you. and weight loss thank you and i saw a really interesting article that goes to a couple of things that we have realized over the last year or so that are likely the the way we're going to think about help in the future and specifically things with weight loss according to um uh, Samantha Cassidy, a registered dietitian, the best way to lose weight boils down to these three things. And Samantha joins us now to share those three things with us. Hey, Samantha, how are you? Hey, how are you? Doing real well. Uh, your article was great. What are the three things? Let's take them one by one. What is the first thing to eat to, to lose in weight? What's it boil down to? I mean, it really boils down to eating more vegetables, and there's just really no way around this. Most Americans don't meet their produce needs, so about 90% are failing to eat enough vegetables. And no matter what plan you try, they all encourage vegetables. This is is something we've been talking about a lot recently because I noticed something. When people went through the low-carb phase for the last 10 years or so that's been real big after the low-fat fad, that was fine. Eat a little less carbs. Sure, they carry a lot of calories in that. But they replaced it with meat. And although I love meat and meat, you know, is good. Some people are vegetarian. That's fine. But meat has a lot of calories, too. I, it's, it's about the calories. It's about the saturated fat. It's, the thing with vegetables is that they are filling your body and flooding your body with nutrients that meats just can't provide. The other slip-up I see people do when they take on a low-carb approach, rather than filling their plates with leafy greens, which are naturally low in carbs and have all of these uh, protective compounds, they're eating things like bacon, which tastes really good, but you still need to limit some of those processed meats and things like that that aren't really fueling your health. So that's one of the things I see people do is they're often looking for these ways to include the foods they love, which I, I understand, but in place of foods that are really going to support their long term health and wellness. Yeah, and I look at, you know, especially if you're really unhealthy or really overweight, let's let's take some of the big things first, right? Let's incorporate more vegetables, stuff like that. And the other thing with vegetables, you also have the, the dietary fiber. So that's going to not only be good for your digestive system, it fills you up. 
builds you up. It, um, it boosts your immunity. There's so many things we're learning about getting more fiber, getting different types of fiber from all of the different vegetables out there. Even something like garlic, which is a seasoning, has prebiotic fiber, so that helps nourish the other fibers in your uh, in your microflora, so that's the healthy bacteria in your gut. So... You know, the one thing I love to focus on about vegetables is so often when people embark on weight loss, they're talking about what they're taking out of their diet. Uh. And veggies are one of those things that you can put in your diet. It's abundant. You can eat for the non-searchy vegetables basically as much as you want. So it's a really great strategy for filling up and feeling great. Number two on your list of the three things, if you want to lose weight, what it boils down to. And I almost can't bring myself, you know what, I can't bring myself (laughs) to say it. I'll let you say it. Samantha, you're killing me. I know. This one kills everyone, but we have to eat less <laughs> sugar. And it's not even in the places that we're thinking. Like, sure, everyone knows if they want to lose weight, they should be eating less ice cream and cake and cookies. But the truth is that sugar is lurking in some very seemingly healthy foods. So it could be your fruity yogurt. It could be your granola your whole grain cereal, your whole wheat bread. Spaghetti um, sauce, all of the... Samantha, I, sauce, I, I, I did the Whole30 diet about a year ago, and I started looking, reading labels more closely, and I realized there is either sugar or corn syrup or something similar to it, some something similar, and um, soy in everything. I mean, just look at, like, just condiments and packaged, uh, like, spaghetti sauce and stuff. That stuff doesn't even need it, and it's in all of it. Yeah, and like, listen, sugar does make things taste good. It has some some other properties, like it helps um, baked goods retain water, and so it does have other applications. But what happened in the 90s when we all heard low-fat, though the intention was to eat, you know, naturally low-fat whole foods like fruits, vegetables, beans, wholesome whole grains like quinoa and brown rice, food manufacturers really leveraged this information and made low-fat cookies and low-fat, you know, things that people just really love. And to do that, they were taking out the fat and adding in the in the sugar. So it's really um, driven some of the complications that we've seen. And on top of that, uh, you now see sugar, you know, in just about every packaged good, and you really have to look for it on a food label because, truth be told, we are eating, you know, mountains too much sugar, I would say. so. I, I hate to say we, it. Yeah, because I, yeah, I love love sugar, uh, especially if it's combined with flour. <laughs> if it's in baked goods, I am there. All the fluffy stuff. Yeah, love it. Um, but... I cannot escape the fact that everywhere I look now when I see these reports, there are a couple of main things that I think people are just discovering, and that is sugar is killing us, and gut health is uh, affecting everything. Good or bad gut health affects not only your heart, but even even your mental faculties. It's incredible what just those two things do, and those two kind of go together because a lot of sugar feeds bad bacteria, right? In your gut? Yes, that's correct. And I think this whole um, science around the microbiome that we're just now starting to learn more about really is sort of the next wave of what we're going to know about our healthfulness. So what we do know already is that 
so much of our immune system, about 70%, is hosted in our gut, um, and that the ratio of bacteria in our gut, so some of them are uh, more health-promoting and some of them are not, and to boost the health-promoting ratio of bacteria in our gut, we really need to fuel that with a healthy, high-fiber diet, eating a variety of fiber sources, not just the same things over and over again, but as I was saying earlier, like maybe you eat some cashews and some kale mm. and some cherries and really fueling it with some different sources of fiber. And the third thing on your list, uh, the best way to lose weight boils down to these three things. What's the third thing? It's really about eating more whole foods. And, you know, there's this whole social movement right now on the other side of the pendulum about there are no bad foods, um, food is just food. But I think we're all grown-ups here, and there are definitely some foods that are better for you than other foods. It's, as a dietitian, I cannot promote the idea that a cookie is the same thing as a piece of salmon. They're just <laughs> not of equivalent value. So it's all about whole foods. And actually, science does back this up. There's science showing that um, our bodies are more efficient when we're, process- when we're eating processed food. So that means um, you're, you're burning those calories and storing them more efficiently versus when you have to chew through actual whole foods that haven't been processed as heartily through manufacturing. So it's, you know, it's, you can still eat packaged foods, but just eat them in more whole form. So like nuts, canned beans, um, whole grain pastas, quinoa, things like that. They come from a package. That's okay. We can take shortcuts, but it's about including mostly whole foods and leaning less on those ultra-packaged um, processed things like potato chips, cookies, frozen pizzas, things like that. Well, and I would say, you know, we, we tend to go to extremes. Humans and maybe just Americans tend to go, we're like, I'm going to do this all. I'm going to complete diet change, which is great if you can do it. But for a lot of us, it's not easy. It's not practical. If you can make any of these changes, it's going to be better for you. I would say it's going to be better for you if you can sustain them. So this is the real key here because people often embark on some kind of weight loss program and they find it unsustainable. So then they go back and revert back to their eating habits. And that actually creates a, um, a metabolic problem in and of itself. So if you are the type of person who is never going to want to live your whole life without pasta and bread and oatmeal and things like that, then probably a low-carb diet isn't going to be the best way for you to lose weight. You might want to pick an approach that will allow you to eat those foods in a moderate, healthy, and sustainable way. If you're somebody who really favors you know, your veggies and your chicken or your flank steak or something like that, then maybe a low-carb lifestyle would work for you. So it's really about the, the science doesn't bear out that one approach is better than the other as long as you're doing those three things we discussed. Uh. But what it really bears out is that you have to pick the approach that's going to work for you because maintenance is actually harder than losing weight. So you have to be able to sustain the changes that you've made. So what's your personal kryptonite? When you're, try- <laughs> you're trying to eat healthy, you're a dietitian, what's the thing that you're like, Doc, just ice cream, I, I struggle. It's kryptonite to me. What, what's, your, what's your personal kryptonite? Oh, I have a 
few. I definitely have a sweet tooth. I love, I live in New York City. I love soft serve vanilla from the old school ice cream truck with all the rainbow sprinkles. But my approach to something like that is, you know, I don't need to eat it every day. When I'm going to eat my kryptonite, I'm going to make it a memorable experience. I'm not going to like bring it home, sit on the couch, watch TV and barely remember that I I've enjoyed it. I might, you know, sit down in the park uh, with my son and have a whole fun time built around that experience so that it lasts with me. The memory carries with me a little longer. And then you need to do those things left less often. That makes and that's sense. very much part of a healthy lifestyle. Awesome. Samantha, thanks so much for joining us. I'm going to go ahead and tweet out a link to this article so people can find it. I think it's important and I think you did a good job with it. So thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me. I like talking to you. All right. Have a great day. And uh, we'll also share her. Um, I think she has a social media yeah, link I saw as well, too. It's uh, Samantha Cassidy, registered dietitian with an article there. Um, I found that interesting because we're, we always talk about things like weight loss and healthy and I need I need the life hacks. I need the things. We all struggle with different things. So anything I can find that that extra little revelation or one of the things I've realized just recently is dietary fiber versus sugar content. <clears throat> I'm when sorry. Dietary fiber versus sugar. Okay. So like cereal. I need to feel full. Yes. And I need the, I need satiated, not just my belly, but also yes. the experience. And I mean, you know, if they're like, boom, we're a quick little, I'm filled up. I, I, it, it's a whole process, you know? So if I'm trying to lose weight and it's count calories has to be a part of it as well. <clears throat> if I can find a higher dietary fiber content sh- cereal, and there's some out there with lower sugar, it can still have sugar mm. and still enjoy. But you eat a bowl or so of cereal, you're filled up pretty good for a while. And cereal takes some time and it's har, har, har. See, the, thing. the problem is I don't just eat one bowl. I Honestly, eat another bowl. In another That's bowl. That's a problem. And just, just a little bit. Just a little, just a, not a full. Not a full bowl, but you just know what? a little bit. There's only a little left in the box. I might as well I polish well it just, off. Yeah. Just do it. And uh, next thing I know, uh-huh. I just ate an entire box of cereal in three days. In three days? Yes. You mean in one sitting? It, okay. That happens too. In one sitting. No, you're right. But here's, so let's say your bowl of cereal and you eat one of like the Quaker Oat squares that are, oh, this is one yeah. of those. I think the grams per serving is like roughly 10 grams per serving. The dietary fiber is up to like uh, 20, 25% of your daily. So something like that would be really good. So let's say the calories count for a bowl. One serving is 250 calories. Okay. Something like that. And then you'll see the milk is like another 150 oh, calories. Yeah. So milk is high. So now you're at 400 calories for that. But if you can suffer through one of the milk substitutes, which I have now moved to, I can have dairy, but in massive doses, not as good for me. So I still have some dairy here and there, but I save it for like cheese or something like that that I, that I want by itself. And I switch to the almond or coconut milk or something like that. I get it where there's only 30 calories per serving. You see it right on the thing? So now that huge bowl of cereal Mm -hmm. is like 300 calories max. Wow. I have two of them. It's 600 calories. A Big Mac is like 560 or 80 calories. And they're not that big. That's that's without the fries and the soda or via two sandwiches and Mm -hmm. an apple pie. So now I've just filled up with two big bowls of cereal, something like that. Got the dietary fiber, going to stay with me all, you know, for a couple hours, make me feel full. I'm just looking for those hacks like that. Mm-hmm. And then the sugar thing is killing us all. It's, 
Did you hear what I told her about the gut health and your mental? Yeah. Yeah. I just saw something else about that. Yeah. They're going to find in the future that this is affecting all of that stuff. And by the way, next Wednesday, this yeah, coming up Wednesday, we're going to talk about gut health. And I think the second hour is all with Chef Patrick and a guest I'm going to bring. It will all be about gut health. Yeah. And the vinegars and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to the program. I want to tell you about another program that I think you're going to like. It's the Glenn Beck program. Check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you hear yourself saying, feels pretty good to see somebody rub their nose in it, you may be addicted to outrage. We've expressed our outrage at everyone and everything that is different. Every thumbs up is like a dopamine surge and every retweet is a serotonin hit. In my new book, Addicted to Outrage, we bring clarity to this addiction. If enough of us can just drop our anger and outrage, we might just stand a chance to heal ourselves. Addicted to Outrage by Glenn Beck. Pre-order now at glennbeck.com slash addicted to outrage. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.